Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sided Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself, brother? Doing good, man. Kick a plan. I know you had a, you had a very busy weekend. Uh, I know you were catching up on Double or Nothing, Night of Champions. You were at the NXT Battleground uh, premium live event. So you you was really engulfed in a lot of wrestling this weekend, huh? It was like it was like WrestleMania all over again, except it wasn't there this time, which is good. But uh, no, it was, listen, it's a lot of good wrestling, so I can't complain. But I'm also excited to not have any wrestling next weekend from the major company, so that's a plus. But, uh, yeah, no, can't complain too much. We all we all need we all need that time off, Graham. All need the yeah, time right. off. Uh, find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Find myself Randy J Cruz R E N D Y letter J C R U Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, and YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Also on TikTok at Two Out of Three Falls Pod. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support. For us on the program, we greatly appreciate it. So, Graham Matthews, as I mentioned, we can, we are coming off of uh, Night of Champions. We are taping this on Thursday, June first. Um, so, a lot to unpack, and I think the main thing to to talk about is the the, the continuation of the Bloodline storyline as as it's crumbling slowly but surely. Uh, we all know Roman won at WrestleMania. Many still feel Cody should have won at Mania. Um, now you're seeing the Usos and Roman not getting along to now to the point where Jimmy Uso super kicks Roman at, uh, at night of champions and makes Roman and solo lose in the tag team championship match against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, real quick, what was your overall take of night of champions as, as, as a whole? I enjoyed the show. I thought it was a good show. I typically really enjoy, regardless of whether it's a great show or not. But I think the fact that they happen on Saturday afternoons is always really refreshing as opposed to ending at like fucking midnight, which the AW pay-per-views tend to. And the WWE's pay-per-views sometimes do as well. Um, but, you know, the WWE Saturday afternoon morning pay-per-view or Saturday afternoon, rather, pay-per-views are always refreshing. Um, like the pay-per-view, the main event I thought was great. The Bloodline Owen Zane tag team title match. I wasn't a big fan of it going in because as we've talked about, I think Roman should have defended the title on its thousandth day as champion, but Mm. it is what it is. Uh, The Bianca loss of the Raw Women's Championship was surprising. We had that. We had the opener between Rollins and Styles to crown a new World Heavyweight Champion. That was a great match as expected. Rollins winning. Um, Natalia getting completely destroyed as she should have by Rhea Ripley. Like that. <laughs> uh, Becky and Trish had a pretty good match. Gunter and Ali was fun while it lasted. So mm-hmm. it, it ended up being a really, uh, a pretty good show. And then Brock and Cody was also quite good with Brock winning. So, uh, the bloodline stuff was easily the best thing on the show. I was disappointed when it opened the show, the world heavyweight title match, considering like, if you really want to make this thing feel prestigious, you have it headline the show. But now, in retrospect, I kind of get it. Not completely on board with it, but I get it because they wanted that Jimmy Uso turn to close the night. People went nuts for it. It's a significant progression of that Bloodline storyline, as you mentioned. And I'm excited to see where they go on Friday on SmackDown. So um, I didn't know if he would completely turn on him, but he actually attacked Roman Reigns. I thought they would accidentally cost Roman and Solo the tag team titles. That didn't happen. They actually literally, or Jimmy anyway, attacked Roman Reigns. So. It was quite the exciting way to go off the air and progress a storyline that has largely been on ice since WrestleMania. And not only attack him once, but twice. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like it was it pretty decisive. Yeah, it wasn't a mistake. 
I kick you once and, and I realize what I've done. I leave. Nah, my man circled the block, Kim got him again. Like, oh, shit. And Jay is like, yo, what the fuck you doing? But I think to your overall point, we're going to circle back. I think just, you know, I, again, everybody, majority of people on, on Twitter was like, the World Heavyweight Championship could have closed the show. It's a, it's a brand new belt, two, two uh, amazing performances um, to make it like a big deal. Let that close out. But I think, uh, and circling back to WrestleMania is that us as fans can sometimes be clouded with just the wrestling port, the wrestling part of what what we watch every every single day, and it's really about the storyline. Like the Bloodline storyline has been the the marquee for the last two years, yep. and it's been progressing. And it's like again, some might be tired of it, but there's little portions as you see every single week. Like, oh, okay, that's that's new. I didn't think that was gonna happen. You know what? Let me see. Let me watch next week. So, and going back to Cody, it's like the reason why I fell in love with the sport is because it, it is the storytelling. It is what they say in the microphone, the packages, just the, the overall art of professional wrestling. And then. The, the wrestling is secondary. And I think a lot of fans, not saying you, a lot of fans were just, you know, clouded with like, yo, I want Cody to win because I want the WrestleMania moment. But if that would have happened, then it's like, all right, what's next for Cody Rhodes? Who was going to fight him at Night of Champions or Money in the Bank or whatever? What happens to, to, to Roman Reigns in the bloodline? How do you make that crumble from point A to point B? So I think it's like, for me, I'd rather see the storyline play out as long as as it makes sense on TV, if it gets drawn out like, oh, this, this is crazy, all right, let, let's, let's wrap it up. But this storyline has been the main focal point for two years. I'm interested to see where they go next. Some rumors like they might do a four-way or a, 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 a tag match, Roman and Solo against the Usos, maybe a WrestleMania, a WrestleMania SummerSlam, or even Money in the Bank. So where do you think they go from here? I'm hoping they just do Roman and Jimmy at Money in the Bank. I've heard rumors as well, and it does look like it's possible that they do Roman and Solo versus the Usos, and that sounds like an attraction. The problem with doing that, though, is that Roman would then go even more time without defending his championship, championships, whatever you want to call it, his two belts. That would mean he would go from, and he will be at SummerSlam, he will be at Money in the Bank, we know that. He would have gone from WrestleMania in early April. It's June 1st this week. That's two months I mean, I think it was April 2nd when he last defended it. Two months since he last defended it. Money in the Bank is July 1st. So that's three months. That's a long fucking time and ridiculous as it is. If he waits until SummerSlam, that's four months because that's in early August. That is inexcusable. Um, I agree and I disagree. I would say keep the Bloodline stuff going because it is the best thing going in WWE. I disagree, though, and I maintain this, and I said this last week, Cody Rhodes should have won a WrestleMania because as far as what you do with everyone involved from that point forward, you do the exact same thing. You change nothing. Roman could have still gone for the tag team titles and not been the world champion. Cody and Brock could still be feuding, and that could be over the WWE title. That would be more meaningful. Rollins and, and, and Styles could have still been for a secondary world new heavyweight title instead of the Universal Championship, or maybe it is. It's the world heavyweight title. Like You still could have done all of that had you done what you did at WrestleMania with Cody Rhodes winning. They didn't do that. Cody Rhodes, I'm still convinced, is winning the championship. I've said that since he lost. And that's not the problem. I, I do want Cody Rhodes to win. The problem is that they're wasting a fucking year to get there. Because we know Roman's not dropping the title to Jimmy Uso. I don't think he's losing it to Jay Uso either. It's just to kill more time. The bloodline dissension that we're seeing right now is awesome. 
but we could have seen it without Roman Reigns being champion. He still could have unraveled and he could have lost his mind and become more abusive towards the Usos and not focusing on the top title right now. That's just me, but uh, I'm still very dead set in my ways that Cody Rhodes should have won at WrestleMania. And as opposed to waiting an entire fucking year to run it back is like, all right, he's champion for a thousand days. Mm-hmm. How much does that mean when he doesn't even defend it at this point? He did earlier this year. I get that, but he's defended it three times in six months. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's got to be more than that. Um, so I don't know. That That's my two cents on the whole thing. And I just think they don't have anybody to go up against him outside the the bloodline people. Um, it, it, you won't have Roman go on, on pay-per-view and be like, oh, fight this guy without a story. Like, there's there's nobody there right now. So I think, and and not to disagree with you, but I, I think for me, it's the fact that what better way to, than, than to have this whole bloodline crumble where at the very last, the last piece of everything has to be with Roman losing the world title. It's I lose okay. him and I lose Solo. I lose the Usos. I lose Sami Zayn. Everybody now they're all against me. And the final piece of that puzzle, when that when that time comes, is to lose both championships. And how how many days that's gonna be? We don't fucking know. But I think him losing at Mania and to and to continue the bloodline stuff, I to me it just wouldn't have meant as much because he's not world champion. That's just me. We wouldn't have won it next year at WrestleMania or this no, company this mean, past Meaning like if, if he lost if he lost to Cody at WrestleMania. Okay. Right? And now yeah. he's feuding with the bloodline. It's like Oh, when it meant as much if he was a world champion. Okay. But it's like now he's still world champion. Everything's crumbling while I'm champion still. And the final piece has to be him losing that fucking title whenever they decide to pull the trigger. No, I yeah, I get that. Yeah. No, that's totally understandable. That's that's what they're doing. Yeah. I don't prefer that because I just feel like I mean, I agree with you, and I agree with that storyline. The only issue is that you could have done that going into WrestleMania, which they kind of already were doing with the tension within the bloodline, although it was kind of around Sami Zayn and not like the mm-hmm. Usos and shit. I just think you're... you're. I, I agree, and I don't think that's a bad way to go, because at least it does make sense. My only issue is you're going from Mania to Mania because of this one thing, and there, Roman's not even really defending it much at all. If he was defending it, I would be okay with that. Or if he was more full time or whatever, and that's not his fault. I mean, yeah. the guys earned the schedule he has. I just, I just fucking hate that they don't really have him even defend it. I mean, he's got to defend it more if you really want to make this reign feel meaningful. To just keep the belt warm for another literal year, for another three hundred sixty-five days, um, I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's stupid. I think it's really dumb. And also, you could have just done it at SummerSlam if they're doing the Bloodline Dissension now with the Usos. You can have them blow up before SummerSlam and still have Cody win at SummerSlam, but they're not mm. doing that either. They're going to have Cody win at probably at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are people that Roman can face, in my opinion. Are they really threats? No. I mean, could he face AJ and Bobby? Yeah, he can. They're fresh matches for Roman as world champion, but he, they're not going to win. And you can't add a story. I mean, they did fucking Logan Paul, and they tried to add a story. Was it good? Mm. I mean, it wasn't very exciting, but it was a good match. Um I don't know. That that's really my issue, but I, I can I can see where you're coming from. I can agree with parts of that for sure. Yeah. So, um, uh, listen, we'll see where it goes. There's many options. You said Roman and Jimmy Uso, money in the banks. All right, I'll take that. Then it's Roman against Jay Uso. Then it's like, yeah. all right, the tag match against the Usos with, with Solo. Like, there's so many ways to go without him putting the belt on the line. And I get what you're saying. Like, he's been going X amount of months without having a world title defense. I do get that, but it's like that's not. 
that part ain't it right now. It's this whole story with with the whole family stuff that that you know that's got to play out. Um, I did see uh, Night of Champions overall. I thought it was good. I, I, I did see Seth become world champion. Uh, pretty good match. First on the card, probably not, but you know it, it is what it is. You know I don't work for the company, so that's their call. Um, Bianca lost the Raw Women's Title. She had what just about a year over or over a year, right? Rain over a year. Yeah, she won at Mania last year. Wow. Um, yeah, so she lost to Oscar. Um, couple uh, Cody lost to Brock, and so that, that that's one one. So you're probably gonna get them again at Money in the Bank or even SummerSlam. So we'll see about that. So Cody won't be in the world title picture for for quite some time. I'm sorry, but um, I think I think that storyline is pretty good. Just just, just got to prolong it to see where they go with it. Um, but with Seth, I, I did put out on on thing on 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 Raw Monday that you know we get it could have been you too that said it, but like I think we're in an era with a time frame where you know. I said, is, is Seth is Seth Rollins the modern day Randy Savage? And what I mean by that is the fact that we've seen the 80s, the 90s, 2000s, where you see the top guy, Hogan, number two is Macho. Stone Cold, mm. number one, Rock, number two. Cena, number one, Orton, number two. We're in the realm where Roman's number one and Seth is number two, but Seth has a, can manage different characters and personalities be healed one one month and be a good guy the next month be champion and it's like no matter what he does the company i know i know the culture could probably put seth over roman but the company is like nah the roman's the guy until we say you know seth seth has been the guy at times but once roman got his his shit going on it was like, all right you back to number two so when i say the modern macho is like He's great in the ring, good on the microphone. The quality of 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 a Randy Savage. I saw the fucking glasses on on a, on 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 Raw Monday. So it was like, do you do you think that Seth would ever get out of the Macho spot and then be in the Hogan spot unless Roman Reigns says, "Nah, I ain't really fucking with that." I think it's too late, honestly, because he's it's been that way his entire career. He has been not overshadowed, because I don't want to say Rollins has had a bad career, yeah. obviously. The guy's had an amazing Hall of Fame career. It's been that way. Roman has been 1A, and Rollins has been 1B since the fucking start in the Shield over 10 years ago. I mean, it was like that way in the Shield. And even when Rollins broke away, when Rollins was the top heel, Roman was the guy they were building up as the top babyface. And only when, like, when you mentioned that Rollins has been the guy, he's been the guy until Roman was ready to be the guy again, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, like, when Rollins won the belt in 2015, they only did that because people were rejecting Roman. Roman was going to win at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And the only reason Rollins was champion for the better part of that year was because they weren't ready to put the belt on Roman Reigns yet. And guess who was going to lose it to? Roman fucking Reigns before he got hurt. So, I mean, that happened 2019 when Rollins was champion. He was the babyface on Raw. He beat Brock at WrestleMania, top babyface on the show. He wasn't even really the guy then because Roman, I mean, he went over to SmackDown, but Roman wasn't champion for a little while. But Roman had, um, he had the leukemia. He had the cancer or whatever, and he went away. And if, if Roman doesn't get sick, he doesn't get leukemia, he doesn't come back or whatever, he would have still been champion. Rollins may have been champion eventually, but Roman still would have been 1A, and Rollins would have been 1B. And as soon as Roll or Roman came back from uh, his self-imposed hiatus in 2020 due to COVID 
Roman was once again the guy again, and Rollins kind of took the uh, back seat on SmackDown. So it's been like that this entire time since 2012. I don't see that changing. Um, you know, Rollins is 39 now. I I agree that's a great comparison. He is the savage to Roman's Hogan. He's the Orton to Roman Cena. Um, I would even say even more so than The Rock, because The Rock was the guy at certain points. He was like the poster child. Not that Rollins hasn't been. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say he's more of like the Triple H, honestly, as someone who can win all these titles, do all these things, hold down Raw. Like Triple H, for example, in 02 to 05 was like the guy. But was he really the guy? He was only the guy until Cena came along. Like he was only the guy for a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I completely agree with that comparison. Rollins has talked about that before, how that pisses him off, but it's just a fact. I mean, he will never be the guy, Um, but I'm Mm -hmm. glad he's the world heavyweight champion. The fact he opened the show and won a world title and Roman did not defend his title, but still closed the show proves that. Mm -hmm. So who are some people in Tad that you want to see Steph defend the title with? There's not a long list. That's the problem. Raw has a very good roster, but they have to do a better job of building people up. I mean, they don't have a lot of strong heels is the issue. Um, Nakamura is popular, but he's a baby face. I mean, you can, I mean, we've seen Rollins and Nakamura a handful of times before. Um, that's an option. The Miz next. No, th- I mean, I just, I can't even begin to tell mm-hmm. you how, how much of a joke that would be. Um, Damian Priest would be my choice, honestly, coming off that, that bad bunny match of backlash, which is why I don't fucking understand why he got pinned on Monday in that tag team match. I thought that was very dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn Balor was right there and people could say, oh, well, Finn Balor is a bigger star. He, no, no, he's not. He's really not. I love Finn Balor. The guy's great. We just saw Rollins beat Finn Balor three or four weeks ago. We saw, mm-hmm. we just saw that match. We've seen the match a million fucking times. Right. Rollins ain't a threat. He's not going to win it. Is Priest going to win it? No, but it would be refreshing to see him in that spot. This title should be used to elevate more people and not the same fucking people we've seen in the main event for the last five, ten years. The Miz, Finn Balor. Balor's even, you talk about not being the guy. The guy will never even come close. I love the guy. He's great. He will never be in that spot. So honestly, just focus on Damian Priest. Bronson Reed's another one. I think Bronson Reed is great. They got to get the guy heat, but he's another person I feel like could challenge Rollins, but he lost on Monday randomly to Shinsuke Nakamura. He suffered his first loss for no reason on a random Raw. I'm like, why? I mean, I love Nakamura, but it's like the guy, again, He his time has also passed. He is not going to probably win the World Heavyweight title. He's not going to win the briefcase, so why the fuck is he even in Money in the Bank? It's dumb. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You got to look at the roster a little bit and, and try. Dominic? Yeah. Dominic's not going to win the title, but, I mean, listen, <laughs> at least he has heat. So, yeah, uh, Dominic and Damien are probably the first top choices. Gunter, obviously, but you're going to wait on that until after he's done with the title. Um, Riddle's a baby face. Gargano's a baby face. You would really have to build him up anyway. Orton, maybe when he comes back as an option, heel Orton and baby face Rollins. I don't think we've seen that before. So that would be cool. Um, those are a couple options, but, uh, for now I would focus on Damian priest. I honestly don't know what they're doing in money. In the bank is Damian wasn't really built up. I mean, they fucking lost the judgment. They lost on Monday. So I'm not and, yeah. and Damian got pinned. I guess it could be Balor, but that doesn't really excite me at all. Personally, I'll say Damian. Um, and you got to remind me, is Austin Theory on SmackDown or Raw? He's on SmackDown. He's, yeah, he's the U.S. champion on SmackDown. I would have said Austin Theory would be the, the guy. Cause him and Seth got beef from back in the day. Um, yeah. I think when it comes to when it comes to that time when KO and Sami lose the tag titles, I think Sami Zayn could be a guy Seth can uh, go at with. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not many people. As you There's not. They, this is the, this is what I said after the draft. Raw has no fucking heels. That's why I was happy Bronson would get more of a spotlight on his own on Raw as a heel. 
Yeah. They haven't really done much with them. They have the they have they really have the Judgment Day, and that's about it. Um, yeah. The Miz, like I said, is not remotely a threat. They need to build up more heels on Raw. Maybe there's more I'm not thinking of. I mean, there's got to be. Yeah. I mean, Gunther obviously. I know Gunther's the guy as well, but he's not. He, he is ready, but he's not. He's still the Intercontinental Champion. He he will beat Gun, he will beat Rollins for that championship. Rollins is holding it warm until. Uh, Rollins and, until Gunther is ready. There is Brock, but we don't need Rollins and Brock for the millionth fucking time. No thanks. Hmm. So I don't know. So you think Seth just keep keeping it warm for Gunther to become world champion? Yeah, no disrespect to Rollins, but I feel like there's no one on that roster that makes nearly as much sense. Like not even a single soul that comes close to beating Rollins than Gunther. It's got to be Gunther hmm. to me. Since we are on the topic of heels, uh, you put out a good article about, um, you know, what do they do with Bianca Belair next? You know, she's not the Raw Women's uh, Champion no more. Lost it to Oscar at Night of Champions, and I, I again, people see her as like, like John Cena. She's you know happy, good lucky, good with the company. She does all these appearances and all that, and she, like 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 how Bailey was when she first got there. And it's like, damn, it's kind of tough to turn that kind of person heel, even though it's make believe and everything. But you know, from that young audience, it would be kind of hard to turn to Bianca Belair uh, like full throttle. Um, I think I think that's next for her. Now, does it does it happen tomorrow? Probably not. But like, if you it, it, again, it, it depends because I think they have a few heels of women on Raw already. Um, and, and you got, I think Ronda's a heel. Shayna's, they, they, they want to tag titles too, by the way. Fucking tag championships. Um, so it's like, how do you, if you had the book, how would you, do you keep Bianca as a, as, as a good, uh, as a face? That's number one. Two, how do you turn her where she could be the bad girl, but like still cool at the same time, do you incorporate the street profits as well? Yeah, I, I would. I would turn her heel. I wouldn't do it imminently. Um, I feel like she would be a better top heel for that division than Asuka. And I think Asuka can do well as a heel, but Bianca needs more of a character change than Asuka. Asuka can still do the Kana makeup and whatever as a babyface. The problem that this poses is that, is that Charlotte Flair will be back soon. And they're probably not both going to be top heels on that show. That's why Charlotte was a babyface to begin with, because they turned Ronda Rousey. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, because I think Bianca really needs a turn. But then Charlotte, I, I fucking hate her as a babyface. She's just not good. She's not good in that role. Um, so you kind of have to sacrifice one for the other. But either way, all roads must lead to Bianca going heel, like I wrote about and like you just said. Um, she's a natural in that role. We know that from her NXT days. She hasn't been a heel in a good four or five years. Mm -hmm. Um, and she just needs the character change. She's gotten stale. She needs some more development beyond just the happy go lucky persona. She's been doing for a little while now. Um, and yeah, I think adding the profits would be a really good addition to her act specifically Montez Ford. You can kind of keep it or leave it with, with Angelo. I think who is very good, but he doesn't really need to be part of the act. Um, they can kind of drop him and it could just be Montez and Bianca as a power couple. That would be that would be money. That that's ultimately where they should be headed, but I don't think that happens anytime soon. Damn. And you just mentioned you mentioned like I'm thinking like Trish is a heel, uh, Becky's a face, Bianca right now is still a face. Ronda like Ronda the Ronda story is so weird to me and it's like i mean i love ronda i think she's she's dope and again i know she's probably not the best on the microphone i get all that okay i know you fucking hate her on the microphone um i just feel like if, again she got there five years ago 
She's been Raw champion, SmackDown champion. She's won the Royal Rumble. She's made events at WrestleMania. She's now tag champion with Shayna Baszler. Do you feel this tag team thing? And I wrestle with like she she like she wanted to do this. It's not like she's like being demoted or some shit. Like she she wanted to be in the tag title you know, yeah. picture. Do you feel like this is like a hard reset for her? And it's like for the next six months or whatever. Like, what do you do with Ronda Rousey? Is she a, uh, is she a heel, a baby face? How do you get it back to the spot where she was at main eventing WrestleMania back in 2019? I definitely agree she's a weird case. Um, I don't think you do get back to that, honestly. I feel like any mystique that she had five years ago is completely fucking gone. Any mystique she had upon coming back to the company a year and a half ago is also completely fucking gone. Now, is that on That's- her or them? Well, I was going to say, I feel like it's a mix of both. It's most, uh, that's the, that's the weird thing. It's not completely her fault. It is, but it's, it's not mm-hmm. as far as like, I don't and know. She, and she had f- a kid too. So respectfully, she was out for, for quite some time. So yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, well, listen, when she came back last year, I was like, all right, great. Cause they didn't really, it was evident when she mm-hmm. left in 2019, they did not care about the women nearly as much. They didn't. Yeah. I mean, they, the, the women's division until Rhea and Bianca came along, took a serious backseat. And Becky got pregnant in as well soon after. And like, it's, you know, Sasha left last year. So like, they really didn't care as much. And then Ronda being back is like, all right, great. Like, all right, let's get going again here. She's another fresh face, add it to the mix, whatever. And I I honestly just don't know. The booking was a problem because she came back as a baby face and people did not want, she's a better heel. She is a better heel. The Charlotte feud sucked. She won this title from Charlotte, but not at WrestleMania. So people are like, okay, I just don't care now. That didn't ruin her, but it didn't help her either. The Liv Morgan feud was fucking weird because like Liv was a heel or like Ronda. No one really knew what was going on there. The matches weren't good. That's the thing. It's also on Ronda because her promos are awful. Like like you said, I just don't like them. And Mm. I don't know if it's because that's what they're scripting for her. Because I thought at one point, all right, maybe it's because they're scripting her just garbage. But it's become pretty apparent in the last six or so months that they're not writing her shit. Like, she just goes out there and improvises. And that also mm-hmm. is not fucking good. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, She needs a mouthpiece. She needed a mouthpiece a long time ago, and they never gave it to her. She could have had Paul Heyman. They just never did it. But whatever. They gave her Shayna, and that was the right move. But they just really haven't taken off. They weren't really booked well. They were booked like losers for a while. Now they're in the tag title picture, and... That's cool. It's something different, which it's not bad, but her matches have also not been good. Like I, I challenge anyone to find me like one great Ronda match since she came back. The Charlotte I quit match was pretty good. She had a really good match with Raquel on SmackDown earlier this year, late last year for the title. That's it. She has not had any other good matches otherwise on TV or on pay-per-view. She just does not look good at all. Hmm. And the booking hasn't helped. She does not feel like a fucking threat. Honestly, they should have done her and Becky when she first came back. But Becky was busy with Bianca, so the timing was bad. And they never got around to doing that. No one Now no one gives a shit. Ronda comes out. She returned a week or two ago. And no one fucking cared. That's why I say I don't think they can get back to her headlining WrestleMania and making her a threat. I feel like those days are gone. I feel like you can try to work around her back into the title picture. Maybe working with Bianca or Becky or Rhea maybe at some point. 
I just, at this point, I would rather see them put the effort into making a new star as opposed to going back with Ronda. She has some mainstream appeal as a former notable name five, ten years ago. Um, at this point, I feel like she's damaged goods, at least in my opinion. So you feel like, obviously, the the big money match at, at, the, at the time was Ronda and Becky in 2019. That was WrestleMania 35. Then it became... They should have never added Charlotte, yeah. I love Charlotte. I, I I'm trying to figure out why they did that. I think Vince was. I think Vince put her in there. I, why? Because well, they want they wanted to make the main event as big as possible. Because if you can remember, they had two titles on the line. They gave Charlotte the SmackDown Women's title fucking two weeks before WrestleMania, and Becky and and, and Charlotte were already feuding. So I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. But like she wasn't needed. She wasn't even fucking pinned. She was not needed in that match. I, I thought they did it. They wanted to protect Ronda or Becky if the other one got. The other one won, and Charlotte yeah. could get pinned. She didn't even get pinned, and the match was weaker because of it. I feel like so. I don't know. Yeah, I, that one still doesn't make sense. All these years, they probably want Charlotte is their crown jewel. If if the women make history, she's got to be a part of it. So they had to have her part of the first ever women's main event. I just completely disagree. I love Charlotte too. I think she's great. I just still don't agree with that. Years later, and then when they had a chance to do it when she came back, they still didn't do Becky and Ronda, and it's too late now. I feel like people just won't care. And I was just gonna ask you before we before we leave the fact that now we are in the era of Rhea and and, and Bianca, that's the one heel I forgot. It's very hard to have Bianca and Rhea on the same show, both heels. That's why Bianca turn separate shows. That's oh, right. Um, Rhea's on. Bianca's the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown. Rhea's the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. I don't even get me started. They haven't even. <laughs> I, I don't know what what's going on. There. Anyways, um. But I think again, you fast forward four years, but we are in the Rhea and Bianca time frame now. And I think, you know, if they ever say, yo, we got a Becky Ronda match one on one, you told me just now you're like out of it. You, you don't give a fuck. But what's gonna make you care? Is it is it the actual event? Is it gonna be a it's gotta be at a SummerSlam, at a rumble, it's gotta be at a, at a WrestleMania, it's gotta be for the world title. What like what's gonna make you care? about a Ronda Becky potential match that never happened one-on-one yet. That's the thing. I feel like I, I honestly, I'm going to be, I'll, I'm, I'm being generous when I say even six months ago, I cared. I thought it would have been the way to go for mania this year. Cause I thought they could have done it at mania this year, but they went with Becky and damage control. Instead, Ronda was hurt regardless, but you know, they had her in the, the WrestleMania showcase match, which no one gave a shit about. Um, that just goes to show you how low on the totem pole she is at this point. And it's not because, you know, oh, I don't want to be in the main event. Like, they weren't going to have her in the main event anyway. Yeah. Um, and I respect her for being the tag team division. That's why I think that that's the weird thing, too, is, like, I think she cares. Like, people get this notion that she doesn't care. I think she does. Otherwise, she wouldn't have come back. And she wants to work with all these women she wanted to put over her live last year. I, I don't know. I think she does care, but she's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. But with the Becky and Ronda thing, I was one of the few people that cared even six months ago. At this point, I'm just done because it's been so long. There, there is a window for certain things like this. It's not like, oh, if you wait 10 years, it might still. It's not a big deal anymore because Ronda's booking has been fucking abysmal. Uh, Becky's maintained her momentum. Ronda has not. Ronda has absolutely not. What it would take for me to care, I mean, it would just take a really, really good storyline and Ronda to cut some great promos and for the match to be killer. I don't think either of those things will be the case. I'd rather Becky just move on and working with new women and getting those people over. I mean, she's not really getting anyone over in damage control. or She's not really getting anyone over in the trash feud. Those are just kind of big feuds. Mm-hmm. I would rather see her work to get someone like Zoe Stark over or, you know, Rhea's already over. But 
I'd rather see Becky and Rhea. That to me is a real attraction. Ronda and Becky was a couple of years ago. Any like beef they had in real life, people have forgotten about um, the Twitter stuff between the two. That was like five years ago. The window is it's it closed and they shut and they, they threw the key away a long time ago. WWE fucked that one up. And some of it is circumstance because again, they didn't really have the right time for it. Cause if you did Ronda and Becky at mania last year, then Bianca doesn't get her moment. So it kind of, messes up a couple of things. I feel bad for Ronda to a certain extent, but at mm. this point it's just like I don't know what you I don't know what you really do with her beyond the tag team title stuff. And the fact that Becky has changed character like four times. <laughs> She's got to stay with this one for a while, yeah. Yeah, but the man the man character is still bar bar none the best she she's done. She, well, that's another thing, too. I mean, like you said, I'm glad you brought that up. It's not completely Ronda's fault. Becky is also not as hot as she once was either. She's not. I mean, objectively, Correct. she's she's not. And she's still very popular. She's one of the biggest stars they have. She is not at the zenith that she was at with the man five years ago. And that's also yeah. a thing, too. Ronda was at her peak. Becky was at her peak. It was a special time, and they didn't fucking do it. And you, right. you're not going to get that back. I don't think Becky will ever be back to that height. I don't think Ronda for sure will ever be back to the height that she was at either. Damn. That's crazy. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'd rather just see something new at this point than, than rehash <laughs> something that could have been special five years ago. Listen, I, I that whole timeline, and if I'm wrong, tell me, but it was it was supposed to oh, – what was this? Yo, it was Survivor Series. What was the match that was supposed to happen? But did it happen? Becky and Ronda, and then Becky got hurt, yeah. Then it became Ronda and Charlotte. Yep. Because Nia Jax punched Becky in the face and she got a broken nose, some shit like that. Yeah. Yep. And oh, fucking Nia Jax. <laughs> well, listen, Nia Jax actually ended up getting Becky even more over shocking. I think Nia right. Jax is terrible, but she actually did them You're a right. favor. So the fact that, honestly, if they did the match on that show, I mean, we probably talked about it at the time. Like, I was excited and I was bummed when they didn't do it. But it actually gave them an excuse to do it at WrestleMania because everyone said at the time, like, this is a great match, but this is the WrestleMania match. Like, yeah. Charlotte and, and Ronda felt like a Mania match, and I was also surprised they gave that away so quickly. And they had a great match. Charlotte and Ronda had a great match on that show. Mm -hmm. But Becky was the one who really got over. Charlotte did not. Becky was the one that was becoming the man. Charlotte was over, obviously, but she wasn't as big of a deal as she was. Again, the time to do certain things kind of comes and goes, and that was the time to do it, and they didn't fucking do it. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I did want to get to double nothing, but I think I might say that for next week. A, a particular questions. I don't want to keep you uh keep you here too long, but um uh yeah it's, it's more like you know I know Jay lost the the TBS title. She had a, a long ass reign. Yeah. Um so th there's a new champion with that but I, I don't want to unless you want to give me a quick recap of double nothing up to you. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll just say this. I thought it was a good show, um, not a great show. Okay. It's funny because I saw, I didn't watch it live. I told you this before, but I was at the NXT show instead, and not because I prefer right. NXT over, I would have watched Double or Nothing, but the show was so close. I'm like, well, I'm going to NXT. And it was a great time, and it was a really good show. Um, Double or Nothing I enjoyed, actually, probably more than most people. I saw people's reactions on Tuesday because I watched it so late. I was surprised how many people did not like that show. And people thinking, oh, it wasn't as good as other AEW pay-per-views. I'm thinking, I don't know where the fuck you've been for the last year. A lot of their pay-per-views have not been as good as they were. Like, even I thought Double or Nothing last year fucking sucked. Maybe it's because I didn't watch this one this year live. That's why I didn't really um, mind it as much. I was able to fast-forward through some of the bullshit and the yeah. entrances and cut some time down and whatever. 
If I watched it live, maybe I'd feel differently. But Jade losing her title, I was actually a fan of. I mean, it had to happen soon. They, she's been spinning her wheels for a while. The way they did it, I kind of liked uh, Chris Statlander back winning the belt. I liked that. The four pillars match was never in doubt as far as who was winning. Yeah. But it was a really, really good match, though. And Anarchy in the arena was also not my cup of tea, but it delivered. Um, and, and it had a good finish as well. So beyond that, it wasn't really an eventful show. They had like 10 matches, less than usual, which is good. Uh, but nothing really overly memorable. I thought there was a really good ladder match between Wardlow and Christian Cage. But like the rest of the card was just kind of there and uh, not really overly exciting or eventful. It was just kind of a show, to be honest yeah. with you. So and I, I could see why people that, uh... didn't care. I've seen somewhere that the, the, the Jericho, I, again, I didn't see it. The Jericho, Adam Cole was, could have been better than what it was. Like, was it? I like the match. I mean, again, maybe it's because I didn't watch it live and I wasn't paying a thousand percent attention, but I like the match. I, I see, I saw the exact same thing you did as far as like people not liking that match. The yeah. finish of that was fucking dumb. Like they had a referee stoppage and an un unsanctioned match. Like how does that even happen? And then also Sabu being there. What year is this? I mean, come on, dude. What what the fuck? I know he's an ECW legend. He didn't even serve a fucking purpose. What was the point of that? He had interference. They had interference in like almost every fucking match. Yeah. And like WWE does too, but like a lot of interference because they had like course. a million factions. I'm like, what is this garbage? So yeah, I didn't love the show. I wasn't expecting to love the show. That's why I'm saying like, oh, it wasn't a great show. I mean, were people expecting like an amazing show? Like it was exactly what I thought it would be because the build mm -hmm. sucked and they have other things on their mind with, Forbidden Door, Collision coming up with Punk being back, um, All In, All Out. They have their mindset another show, so I wasn't expecting this to be a big show. It was yeah. pretty much what I thought it would be. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, fan-sided daily DDT. Uh, find him on Twitter at WrestleRant. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J, C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Also find us on TikTok at uh, 2 out of 3 Falls Pod. Uh, go ahead, download, rate, comment. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support for the program. Graham Matthews, my man. Always appreciate it, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Till next time. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. Adios. All right.